Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every week we're looking at a different bird and this week we'll be looking at the fantastic but sadly rarely seen Rynek. From a bird watching perspective, September is probably the most exciting month of the year. During September we see a huge movement of migratory birds passing through the country. The number of adult birds which headed north in the spring is hopefully boosted by youngsters making the first southerly migration of their lives. Being an island on the edge of a continent, Britain is well placed for receiving wind-blown waifs and strays from around the world. Many of the very rare birds that find their way accidentally to our shores are in their first year and are novices to the migration to which they are instinctively drawn. But a much greater proportion of migrating birds are those commoner species which have bred in Britain or maybe Scandinavia and regularly make the journey south. Probably the most visible of the birds migrating from our houses and gardens would be of swallows passing overhead. We're all familiar with them perching on telegraph wires where they gather to head off in flocks. But there are many other more secretive birds passing through. Many will migrate at night and melt away into the vegetation to feed during the day. Bird migration is often brought to a standstill if visibility is reduced by fog or rain. So the next foggy morning in September, if you have a chance, try sitting and looking out in your garden and see what's hiding in the shrubbery. I have a relatively small garden on the edge of town in Kent and this has an impact on what I see. Chiffchaffs are one of the most regular migrants. Small groups of them mix in with the flocks of tits and work their way through the garden. Spotted flycatchers sometimes spend a few hours with us, and each time they do, I hope they find the wisteria attractive enough to make a home next summer, but they never do. One year I had the good fortune to spot a wryneck. I was so pleased, a real rarity. What an amazing bird for my garden bird list. But thinking about spotting this amazing bird now, I'm tinged with a little sadness. Once the orchards of southern England would have rung with the high-pitched falcon-like calls of a wryneck, now these strange cryptically coloured birds are virtually extinct as a British breeding species. The wryneck's decline began sometime in the early decades of the 20th century slowly at first but then accelerating until the bird finally disappeared. The reason for the decline is not altogether clear but it may have been associated with a period of cool summers which reduced the availability of ants, the wryneck's main food. Wryneck's are members of the woodpecker family but look nothing like the more striking great spotted and green woodpeckers we can see in our woods and gardens. A wryneck's plumage is subtle and finely vermiculated pattern, hatched in bars and stripes of litching grey-brown, buff and black, which combine to make the bird look like an animated fragment of tree bark. But why the unusual name? It derives from the wryneck's particular habit, 
unique among British birds, of twisting and turning its head around at seemingly impossible angles, often hissing while doing so. Such serpentine behaviour, which had evolved to deter predators from raiding its nest in a hole of a tree, suggested erotic association with their ancestors. In ancient Greece and Rome, it was believed that if you bound a wryneck to a spinning wheel, known as an inx, this would lure a potential partner or a lost sweetheart. To this day, the scientific name of the bird is Jinx Torquilla, the word jinx now suggesting a curse, and torquilla meaning little twister, from the curious head-turning habit. In summer there's a remote possibility that you might hear the wryneck's call at an opposite end of the country where it used to be found, in the highlands of Scotland. In recent years a handful of pairs have bred there, almost certainly birds originally bound for Scandinavia. But your best chance of an encounter with this bizarre bird is on an autumn morning on the east coast. Suddenly what seems to be a large long-tailed grey warbler appears around the bend of a path. Approaching with care you see an intricately patterned bird belly to the ground and probing the turf for ants with a long pink tongue. You've just found a wryneck. Wrynecks have highly camouflaged plumage. They're barred and mottled grey and brown underparts with rufous and black bars and streaks. Their rumps and upper tail coverts are grey with brown speckles and bars. They have creamy white underparts with browner arrow-shaped markings which become spots on their lower breast and bellies. Their flanks are buff with brown streaks and their upper tail coverts are buff and narrow brown bars. The square tail is grey with brown speckles and darker grey and darker brown bands. Their primaries and secondaries are brown with lighter reddish brown markings. Rhinecks have a pale grey head with dark line on the crown that extends to the middle of the back. The cheeks and throat are yellowy brown with brown bars. They have long slender brown beaks, hazel eyes and light brown legs and feet. The first and fourth toes point backwards to help them cling to vertical surfaces. Now male and females look similar. In flight they have a gentle undulating style but can quickly dip into cover and disappear for long periods. Juvenile wrynecks resemble adults, but the dark eye stripe is less obvious. They have reddish beak, dull yellow eyes and grey legs and feet. Wrynecks have various nicknames including Twister, Writheneck and Snakebird due to their ability to rotate their head through almost a 360 degrees. And because when they're disturbed they will hiss like a snake. Long ago, as I already mentioned, this behaviour was superstitiously associated with the use of a part of a spell, curse or witchcraft, hence the putting on jinx on someone, coming from that Latin name Jinx Torquilla.
The voice of the Rhineck resembles a little that of the lesser-spotted woodpecker, giving a kind of key, 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 prolonged and fast, more intense at the end. Rhinex males and females sing, but the males stronger and higher pitched than the female, which sings lower and slower. Unlike woodpeckers, they do not drum. Rhinex build their nest in natural cavities such as holes in a tree or a crevice in a wall, as well as old nests and nest boxes. They will sometimes evict birds, eggs and nestlings. And when they do make a nest, they use no nesting material whatsoever. Rhinex lay 7 to 10 dull white, partially opaque eggs, which are incubated mainly by the female for 11 to 14 days, and both parents feed the chick until they fledge at about 20 days. It's easy to think that a bird as scarce as a Rhinex isn't likely to pop up in your garden, but they can and do turn up in gardens, even on the first arrival on the east coast or passing through as they move inland and west every year. So there are species well worth familiarising yourself with, just in case you're lucky enough to add one to your garden list. The favourite food of Rhinex is ants, and they have a very long tongue that can poke into ants' nests. They also produce copious amounts of sticky saliva to facilitate ant collection on their tongue. Like the green woodpecker, they feed mainly on the ground, but they do find insects on dead standing wood like normal woodpeckers. Because of this, your best hope of feeding Rhinex in your garden would be a little Peter and Paul mealworm mix scattered on the ground, but you would have to be very, very lucky to attract them. Now Peter and Paul mealworm mix can be fed all year round. For insect eating birds like wrens, pied wagtails, starlings, and maybe possibly a Rhinex, it's brilliant. But this mix comes into its own at a certain time of the year, the breeding season. So from early spring to midsummer. When baby birds are on the nest, or when they have just left the nest, they require protein-rich food. And as Peter and Paul mealworm mix is bursting with dried mealworms, sunflower heart, pinhead oatmeal, and finely chopped peanut granules, that's just what it provides. This mix is ideal for table and ground feeding, and if you are worried about the baby birds in your garden, or someone that regularly puts out a single straight food in your garden, say peanuts, try a bag of Peter and Paul mealworm mix during the next breeding season. You'll see loads more birds in your garden, and you can be proud that your efforts have probably just helped dozens of young birds. And we all want to give youngsters the very best start in life, don't we? Like all Peter and Paul seed mixes, Mealworm Mix has added Nutravio, a natural seed coating which is not only a fantastic energy source, but it also inhibits bacterial growth, so it can help prevent birds picking up common bugs, like Salmonella and E. coli. 
it's also been created to provide your garden birds with a more complete style of meal and that could be the difference between the birds in your garden just surviving or thriving. Just getting back to Rhinecks, the Rhineck is a scarce passage visitor to Britain. Birds pass through in the spring and autumn between Europe and Africa but are more likely to be seen in autumn and they're most likely to be seen in the south and east coasts of England, but, as I already mentioned, sometimes in the highlands of Scotland. They prefer open woodland, including farmland, orchards and parkland. The Rhineck disappeared from England quite recently. At the beginning of the 19th century, it was common across most of England, but it was only common in the southeast by the 1900s, and by 1950, it was common only in Kent. In the 21st century, it is only ever seen in England as a passage bird, stopping off for a few days on its migration in spring and autumn. At the time it went extinct in England, the reason for the decline was not clear. The bird is still found elsewhere through Europe and Asia in summer and it went extinct from the north and west of England first and southeast last, which is unusual. However, more recent work on the species has shown that the Rhineck needs a specific habitat. As woodpeckers, Rhinecks depend on tall trees for protection and nesting. They also feed mainly on ants, which are most common in lowland areas of bare ground. Based on these findings, one key reason for the Rhinex decline in Britain seems to be the intensification of agriculture, which is a broad term which covers a range of changes. 500 years ago, farming was generally carried out on a communal basis and at subsistence level. Today, most farming is carried out by private farmers for profit and land is managed intensively. Because of the interest in profits, there has been an emphasis on increasing productivity on the land. Wetland has been drained, woodland has been cut down, hedgerows have been removed, and pasture land has improved into arable land. Over the last century, the changes have accelerated, with an increased use of machinery, fertilisers, pesticides, and the use of sterile seed each year. For the Rhineck in particular, the loss of woodland pasture and traditional orchards have probably been the most significant factors affecting the presence. The intensification of agriculture can't be reversed now. The world's population is so great that only intensive agriculture can produce enough food to feed everyone. However, it is sometimes possible to make small changes to make intensive farming more sustainable. The creation of field margins and nest boxes have helped bring back barn owls. Leaving small patches without crops in the field has helped skylarks and sowing special crops can help corn crakes. Excitingly, Rhinecks started breeding in Scotland in the second half of the 20th century, and work from conservationists in Europe suggests that populations like this can be encouraged by habitat management, even in intensively managed environments. With some help, it may be possible for the Rhinec one day to be common across Britain once more. All the more reason to feed them right in our gardens.
Whether you live in the town or country, you can look after garden birds by providing a wildlife-friendly garden that includes water and having the very, very best foods available for them. Foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul Wild Bird Foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of their wonderful Pets Corner stores. And the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well, that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this look at Rymix. For further birds, please continue to check out the stream, and I look forward to speaking to you soon.